this is just a smidge more with Brandy Henson. I'm Holly Stillings, and this is Everything You Want to Know Without an Appointment. This is a weekly podcast where medical profession and real life collide. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Let's dive right into part two. I think when I first got married, I was like way more um, about me. And as we're getting older, like then that kind of went away and I kind of lost myself. And now mm-hmm. I'm like coming back a little bit more to that. The kids are getting older. Yeah. Like life is such an interesting mm-hmm. dance. It mm-hmm. is. It really is. And I actually like with our kids, things that we're starting to talk to them about is finding a, like when you find a spouse, mm. it is literally like one of the most important decisions you're ever going to make in your life. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But I don't ever think my parents told us that. Mm. Like I'm trying to make it like what should we say, Carrie? Because that is one of the biggest things, right? You're going to find somebody who's going to support you, be there. There's always going to be something wrong. Yes. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. We know that. But finding that mate in your life is like a critical piece yeah. to peace. Yeah. Right? It's true. But I also think like when you're saying that, I think it's a good point. We have to also know who we are, right? Like you, so like your kids are like discovering like their own identity and like developmentally, I think in adolescence is identity versus role confusion. Eric Erickson said that that's the stage that they're in. So they're like trying on these different hats, right? And so it's normal to like explore and like figure themselves out. And then I think when the time comes, the next stage is intimacy versus isolation. So it is about like finding a partner and there's that vulnerability word again, like finding somebody that you can be vulnerable with. And um, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting concept of like telling your kids now, like, what are you looking for in a partner, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think of like the newlywed game or the yeah. bachelor, like, what are, you, what are you interested in? When, what is your ideal date? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you looking for? Right. right. And like, what do you want to do with your life? And then you have to find, you know, if you want to be married, I mean, some people don't want to yeah. be married and they, the younger generation is yeah. not having kids. Right. So. They, they're not about that. But if you do, I, it's just, uh, it's a critical, critical piece of your life. Yeah. And we true. see people do it really well and people do it really bad. Yeah. And everything um, in between. Yeah. Everything <laughs> in between. And 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 able to go through these cycles with each other or not mm-hmm. and withstand time and, you know, distance and it's crazy. It is. One yeah. thing that I think people don't amazing. Really, it is amazing. I agree. Just the different paths that we take, right? Mm-hmm. And the growth. Um, but one thing that kind of going back to all of this of like therapy is like we reenact our childhood experiences. So if we only know chaotic relationships, we're subconsciously, if mm-hmm. we don't heal from it and deal with it, we're going to subconsciously seek it. Sabotage yourself. Yeah. And yeah. we're going to look for chaotic relationships. Mm-hmm. And so like it really does take self-growth and just kind of knowing what it is that you need, what it is that you want, that we have to like break those cycles, right? Yeah. Some people will say, well, I just knew I didn't want anything like my parents mm-hmm. is what they'll say. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, but you also didn't even take the time like you're saying, Holly, and like, well, what is it that you are looking for? <laughs> and I mean, maybe you don't know. Yeah. Like, And that was something that I had to learn too, like through childhood trauma, it does manifest when you're an adult and sometimes you don't even know what you want or need, or you just see what you've seen and it, it carries into unhealthy relationships. You gravitate towards that. What, what would you define as trauma? 
And has mm. everyone experienced trauma? Yes. Okay. Everybody has experienced trauma. Um, trauma does not have to be, you know, you have to go to war. It doesn't have to be a car accident. So it's anything that really has left like an emotional impact on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of things. Parents divorce can be traumatic. Now, that doesn't mean that <clears throat> we have to go around and say like, oh, I'm just so traumatized. And that has to, it's a part of who we are. It's not all of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's shaped, it's shaped who we are. Many therapists are what we call the walking wounded. So many of us do come from troubled, um, traumatic backgrounds. And I think it's like our own work and having to kind of look at our own family dynamics. Um, that's how we are able to help people because we've actually been there mm-hmm. to war, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been able to walk through it. And so we can join people where they're at. And I don't know if that's answering your question, but yeah, <laughs> I'm all getting deep. I love it. <laughs> I'm no, here it's all great. day. I'm here for You're here it. For it. Great. <laughs> we, I, last year, I did a two-day intensive. Yes. Um, and it was, it was brutal. It was two days of like wow. eight hours a day of counseling split by the weekend, which I'm so thankful of. But like we went through. Oh, like, I remember that. We went yes. to dinner with you that it night. Was, Remind me not to go to dinner with you after that. <laughs> it, it was we like, intense, but I'm I mean, exhausted. literally went, I mean, mentally, emotionally, it was exhausting, but it was one of the best things yes. that I think, and I would recommend it to anybody for any reason, yeah, marriage, I, personal, whatever. But I think whatever. at the time you were like, I don't know if we should have done that. Yeah, because like, it, it was a lot because yeah. it sparked a lot of stuff. It opens things it up. It opened a lot of yeah. work. And it was, I mean, it was hard and it was, you know, Trav, we did it together and he sat in there with me. He heard everything from childhood on. I heard everything from childhood on with him, like the good, the bad, the ugly. And, you know, and then I'm like, and and I know, like I've known, I react why I do. Mm -hmm. Part of that's because of my childhood or I don't want anybody in to hurt me. But, you know, going through like when Trav gets mad about something, I'm like, that's you're really not angry about it. Like you felt embarrassed or you felt, you know, for like him, like no man likes to feel embarrassed or Mm -hmm. criticized in front of other people. Like they just don't like, I think that's just a man thing. I mean, I don't think women like that either, but for Trav, that is, that triggers him. If he feels like I've embarrassed him in front of people, he doesn't like that. So he'll get angry. Mm -hmm. And really he's not angry. He's embarrassed. And so I think that two day counseling was was amazing. It was wow. a lot. Like you really have to be <laughs> mentally prepared for it. Yeah. And then I continued with twice a week counseling for a long time. We I'm down to one time a week now. Proud amazing. Of you. Yeah. But I think it's amazing. And I I don't think I will ever quit counseling, personal or yeah. marriage, because I think it has taught me so much about life and mm-hmm. marriage and I'm not afraid to tell people like someone's I'm like I think mar- the counseling is great yeah. personal counseling is amazing marriage counseling is amazing it does not make me weak it doesn't make me not be able to handle my own problems on my own no it makes I you stronger think it is good to have somebody from the outside that doesn't know you looking in and saying like okay well this is where you can work this and that mm-hmm. and you know like Trav and I we do dates every week like that's that. kind of a non-negotiable like I yes. like date nights I like because the week is hustle and bustle yeah. it's work 
my work, his work, the kids, like, so I think it's great. But that, that, that uh, <laughs> intensive was, I know, it, I wasn't sure I was gonna make it out of that second day. But it, it was like, looking back now, I'm like, that's one of the best things I could have wow. ever done for myself. And I wish I would have done it 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So it was good. I mean, I recommend it. Well, in certain things, like I think we go back and we'll say, you know, I wish I would have done that. But 20 years ago, but sometimes it just, it's where life just, it's where you're at. It's yeah. just like, you probably wouldn't have gotten as much as you would have gotten That's right. now. Yeah. And That's true. You now it's just, it's, I think you have to be in the right place and the right yes. situation yep. in the right time, because I'm maybe 20 years ago, I wouldn't have been open to hearing it. Yes. Right. Or been like, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Or you, know? you would have opened that up and it would have been like, uh, this is like the floodgates yeah, and right. like, I got to close this yeah. back up. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. it's good. And I think it's taught me a lot, like about talking about how I feel. And, you know, I mean, you always laugh like Trav and I, I mean, it's kind of like you, you and Joel, like you're made for each other. It's you, it's Holly and Joel. Like, and I think for Trav and I, we're two very dominant personalities. Like we are competitive. We are like, there is not a dominant and a non-dominant one in this relationship, (laughs) but I think it works well. (laughs) It does. Do you know what? I don't know if I can share this, but what? the jet ski in Austin, <laughs> that, that summed you guys up in a nutshell. <laughs> but I, you got, you, you 10 years you ago, gotta, we went on this trip to Austin and it was for, what was it for? It was, it was for, for Joel and Travis's Joel's 40th. 40th. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't quite 10 years, but like seven anyways. And I'll, this is going to be really quick, but it's pretty funny. We go on the lake for the day. <laughs> And <laughs> Travis and Brandy were like getting these jet skis and boats or whatever. And we're going to have a lake day, right? Yeah. And everyone's like casually just like in the boat <laughs> or like, you know, having a, I don't know, a beer. And these there was two, no food on the boat, by the way. I think we were just starving. <laughs> these two got on the jet skis like, I don't know, like <laughs> Start, like they were professionals. Starsky and Hutch. Like they were professionals. Have you ever seen, have you been to Universal Studios and seen Waterworld? Waterworld, yes. Yes. <laughs> that is Travis and Brandy on a jet ski. Were they crazy. riding them separate? I need a visual. Separate. Okay. I was like, someone is going to get hurt. Like it was wild. <laughs> and we were all watching and we're like, wow, these two are really competitive. They're like jumping. <laughs> I was going to say, were you writing separately? Like, yeah. oh my gosh. It was so funny. <laughs> and we, I mean, to this day, if Lexi, we, our friend Lexi, who works here also was on that trip. If she came in, it was like, we will never forget it. Cause it was hilarious. What, did, what do you call Trav now? Hot shit Henson. He's been that for a long time. <laughs> Cause I was like, all right, neither one of these two are going to give up, you know, so they're either going to do a triple axel in the air or oh someone's going to go to the hospital. <laughs> it was so funny. No, it was, it's good. Like when a healthy we competition. Use it in a healthy way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like he pushes me to be better. Yes. Like I think I push him like, and, and I think it works in a healthy way, but yeah. we had to figure out what that healthy way was. Yeah. Because, you know, I always felt like, oh, you know, I didn't want to be a doctor's wife. Like mm-hmm. I, I am who I am. Like I went to school. I like, I want to be my own person. And so in that, like, I don't know over time, like I was getting a little bit resentful, like, wait, I'm my own person. Like, do you yeah. see me over here? So 
I like, and I'm so proud of him. Like he's such an incredible doctor. Mm -hmm. He's such an amazing medical director. And so I help push him. He helps push me in this. And, you know, he'll tell me like, you're doing so amazing. I can't believe what you guys have done with the business in a year, like how it's expanded. But then I'm like, do you really think that? Or are you just saying that? But I like, and we joke. I'm going to give you a 10 question quiz. Just take this. Let's get on the jet skis and really work this out. Let's get on the jet skis. But it's fun. Like we banter back and forth. And so it's just like, it, it is like, there's no one else that would do that with me. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, that's so so I guess that could go into like our second part for couples. So few, I, I have a lot of questions on this and a lot of like when I was telling patients about you coming in and doing it, they're like, Ooh, I have a lot of questions. So I was writing I them it. all down, but how do you know when your marriage is in trouble and when it's time to see a therapist if you're not already seeing a therapist? Yeah, um, definitely a big one. Like when you first said it was when couples come in and they haven't had sex. If they haven't had sex in a really long time, I mean, some couples have like gone years and I'm like, Whoa. why have you not been in here years ago? Yeah. So yeah. that's definitely if sex starts to change, if there is no sex and you're not talking about it, yeah. um, that's definitely a reason to go in. And I would say after a month, if it's been a month, come on in because yeah. we don't want, I don't want you to be like, it's been five years. Like, ah. Whoa. A month. Um, a month? Yeah. Trav and Joel would God. die by a month. Oh, I'm like, jeez. <laughs> by you know what? <laughs> I would like a present. <laughs> so, but also like if there's a breakdown in communication, usually life transitions. So like yeah. kids, kids are a really big one for couples. Um, when we kind of look back in time and I say, when did it feel like the marriage or the relationship started to change? A lot of times they'll say kids. Yeah. And as mothers, we tend to, we have to focus on our kids. We have to, you know, keep them alive, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, and, and fed. Exactly. And we're tired. <laughs> no big deal, right? Yeah, just trying to keep them alive. No big deal, right? Uh-huh. But husbands do get put on the back burner, and so they don't feel like a priority. And yeah. some are able to kind of navigate that, but some never get back to feeling like a priority, and yeah. that is an issue, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have to learn kind of the balance of that, and men have to learn to advocate yeah. and speak up before it's too late. So those are kind of the biggest ones yeah. I would say um, – life transitions, even premarital. I have people come in, younger people for premarital counseling and we just Oh yeah, I've heard a lot. I mean, I haven't heard a lot, but a couple couples that I've heard have done premarital counseling. Mm -hmm. I was like, interesting. I was like, if you're going to counseling before you get married, maybe you shouldn't get married. No, maybe I'm wrong. I I think it's good. Maybe I'm I'm realizing that I was probably wrong. I think it's because they want to make sure. And so like we talk about finances, we talk about kind of just things that could potentially Mm -hmm. get in if they have different religious backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Like it's like talking about those and then future planning of like, how do you think this is going to work? Because it always sounds great in theory. Yeah. yeah. But let's say there's different religious backgrounds and one you can't celebrate the other yeah, right. religion. Then that could be a problem. And how do you raise kids in that? Exactly. Right. So, yeah, I think I think premarital counseling is a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd have known about that. Yeah, but. probably me too. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we would have done it, but. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just young and dumb. Right. Yeah. You know, We're you're just surviving. You're just yep. like, how do we pay our rent? How exactly. do we get through school? How right. do we get the, the job? Like, it's yeah. so, there's so much yes, to building true. these lives. Yeah. The other thing I'm seeing on the back end that it's kind of emotional, but 
I'm seeing couples now, our parents are getting older, you know, and then one or our parents' friends and one has passed and, Mm -hmm. you know, our grandparents and they've lived together and been with this person for a hundred years every day. And it's just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I don't know. It kind of just snaps you back into shape. Like, yeah. you know, like you like, only have a little bit of time. Like, okay, yeah, I love yeah. you. I'm yeah. not mad at you. I always I tell Trav know, I'm like, dying for, before him. For me, me too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> me too. And so I don't know. There is there is that part of it too. And it's like, I want, I want our kids to find somebody that they have this long life with. Yeah. You know, you hope, right. but who knows? I mean, you can't control it. And and it's like, it's so lovely if you can do that. It's yeah. so beautiful. And then I also have friends who have been divorced and they found really the person they were meant to be with yep. um, or not or whatever. And that's lovely too. Absolutely. And that's okay. Yep. You know, these these Disney storybook images. Oh my gosh. Yep. I mean, God, did they screw us up, <laughs> yeah. right? I say the same thing. Like, especially Absolutely. our generation, yeah. right? And they it, never have two parents. Huh? If you notice in the Who? Disney That's movies, true. they never have two parents. Really? There's no. like a tragedy. There's some or... tragedy. Yeah. The mom right. and dad died. That's right. Frozen. Yeah. All of them. I hate that part in Frozen. Dumbo. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Them. Dumbo. <laughs> so we're already screwed. Yeah. Dumbo is the worst. And Bambi. <laughs> right. See? They've been traumatizing us. See? Traumati- That's, That's trauma. That's the trauma. <laughs> and then they think that, you know, you got to go marry this Prince, prince right and have a fairy tale ending that's right. not life right life or that a prince is going that. to save you yeah yes. that was our big theme like, yeah you know even in mo- look at pretty woman like who's a hooker and right. then this rich guy's <laughs> well, gonna we come along right. to <laughs> that escalated quickly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like you know really richard gear is gonna come along and save you i don't think so i mean you are in the Julia movie Robert. in the movie well i know yeah. but like <laughs> not in real life it was the wrong it was the wrong story you yeah. know yeah. and i so there's all these things, it's right, true. that feed into this how idea. we have been yeah. built. Yeah. And marriage is hard. Relationships are hard. The, the longer you're together, the harder it is in that you don't have the butterflies like when you first met, right? And so you have to, like, work towards it. You yeah. have to, like, really fight for one another. Mm-hmm. And that's what I say. Like, it's harder not, like, give up, right? Yeah. But more of, like, that's where the real work begins because you have to start, like, being vulnerable you have to if you want to have like a healthy loving intimate relationship you got to learn to sort of put those walls down like like Mm -hmm. you talked about Brandy and it's hard I mean it's scary even Uh for someone you've been married to and with like Trav and I tomorrow will be married 19 years we've been together two decades yes and it's still scary to like tell him like how I feel sometimes even if it's not even a big deal Mm -hmm. but it's it's the fear of rejection or the fear of being like you know dismissed I right. guess yeah. and and so yeah it is scary I see so it's interesting because I I don't know if I'm sharing too much but oh, well, I'm just gonna keep going that's what I do <laughs> I love it sorry Joel I feel like it's just but like eyes are big like my husband's eyes like you said like when they go back to when you go take couples back to how did you meet how mm. My husband's eyes were, that was the first thing I noticed. Mm. And I was like, I came home and I told my mom, he has the best eyes I've ever seen in my life. And that's probably not very healthy because it's about looks and, you know, whatever. But he still has the best eyes. He's going to be batting his eyelashes. Ever have seen. And I'm like, 
he doesn't get dark circles. He has great eyelashes. I was like, this bee. Like, like, am I annoyed by you now? Or am I happy that you You need to ce- celebrate his eyes. I okay. do. And I happen. And I'm like, I your eyes look amazing. And that's, I think, hard for me sometimes is to kind of like comment all the time like because he's really good about oh you look great you look beautiful la 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 I don't think I do it as much Mm -hmm. and I've noticed that and I'm like okay I need to tell him because if I don't someone else is going to because he's a really good looking guy who has a lot to offer and I'm like this man is beautiful and I need to voice that like and I realized that's something that was hard for me to do Mm -hmm. I don't know why it wasn't my love language. I yeah. basically, I'm more of like, I'll make you this beautiful meal acts or all mm-hmm. acts of service. Yeah. Trav's mm-hmm. is physical. I think every guy's is physical. Joel's touch. is definitely <laughs> physical touch. Yeah. Physical touch and words of affirmation. Uh-huh. It really is. And like, I, you know, it's hard because Joel and Trav are ER doctors. They get told how amazing they are all day long. They snap yeah. their fingers, whatever they want, it gets done. And it's hard because then they come home and it's kids, it's life, it's this, it's that. And, you know, and, Trap told me one time, it means more what you say to me than what everybody else Mm -hmm. says to me at work. It means more to me what you think of me. Even if we're busy or at home, I always ask him, like, we have this joke, but I'm like, any interesting patients? And he'll like, like, sometimes he'll laugh and he'll tell me about one. But I always ask him, like, how was your day? Because that's a big thing. And like greeting him at the door. I didn't know that was a big deal. Really? Like, that's not a big deal for me. But he's like, I want people to be excited when I come home. Ah, uh, true. So, no, still, like, when the when he comes home, I mean, the dogs are the first one at the door, Kate. <laughs> right. But I tell the girls, get off he your phone. He rips apart the door. Yes. They let Travis <laughs> yeah. the door down. But I tell the girls, like, get get off your phones and go say, hi. like, daddy's that's home. Nice. And so yeah. that's a big deal for him. And it's like a little thing. But it's a big deal. It is so, a big deal. I think it's those things. Okay, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, see? I, I like meet them at the door. Well, men I, need to be acknowledged, too, and they need to feel wanted and loved and cherished. They they don't know how to maybe ask for that like a woman mm-hmm. does, but yeah. they need it just as much. Yeah. I think Trav's getting better about telling Good. me what he needs. That's huge. And he has more of, like, an opinion or a voice because he's a pe- like he's a doer. He's a fixer. He mm-hmm. wants to help everybody. Mm-hmm. So I think in that, it over time built resentment because he didn't feel like anyone was doing that back for him. Mm. So yeah, when you're working so hard yeah. and you're like, Oh my gosh, like, like, does anyone this notice? Is, yeah. This sucks. Yeah. 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 So I think it is. I think guys really, I think we've do. all been there. I think, I think every guy's physical touch and words of affirmation acts of service too. Yeah. I mean, not all of it, but in, so for a long time I was trying to love Trav in my love language mm. and he's like, I don't care what you buy me. I don't that care what you, yeah. you know? And so I had to learn. Interesting. Like, yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, I think I did that too. Earlier on, that was me too. And I realized that with Jolie, is like, I don't really want anything. Like, yeah. I'd rather go away or like yeah. be without the kids for a night. Yeah. And like, that's just really what he wants is like time. Yeah. And it's like, I don't really want that. Like, okay. And I was like, oh, great. I spent all this money. And it's like, he doesn't really even care yeah. that much, you yeah. know? Well, we tend to show, I'm not saying everybody, but we tend to show the love language that we need. Want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I like presents. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and so we tend to do that. And so that's part of couples too is it's just making an effort to join and and 
you know, try to make an effort what your partner does need. Yeah. They don't need it perfect, but yeah. if you can actually try to enter their world, it's leaps and bounds. Couples that it's it's really about the effort. As mm-hmm. long as they see you trying, I'm they will come into therapy and say, it's making such a difference that they're trying. Yeah. It's not yes. you have to get it perfect or you have to You're do this. Trying. Right. It's that you you're made willing. It, yeah. Right. A priority. You're making me a priority. Yep. Yeah. What's your love language then? What do you like? Presents. I yeah. It, it's, 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 and it's it's the thought. Travis is hoping thought. that that changes. <laughs> no, that's has that's never changing. No. But I also think like um, acts of service and like words of affirmation. Mm. I think that's big, um, and I think it's big when it comes from him. So yeah, but yours is presents. It is. And why mm-hmm. is that? Why are ours presents, Carrie? <laughs> I just think it's probably something tangible I mean, that I do represents. Like, I do like other things, you know. Yeah. But like I do like other presents. Giving is one. I mean, there's a reason that it is. It's probably something like you get something tangible. And it's also like, like you said, Brandy, like it's the thought. Like I thought of you and this is something meaningful, right? Okay. I'm going to share one more thing. Okay. And this is it. My family's going to disown me. Especially if you're going to be living at the office. Good I'll see you at my office, Holly. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm signing up. Um, so Joel is like psychoanalyzed me before and he's like, I know why you like presents. And I was like, why? When I was little, there was a flat tire and like we got a flat tire on the freeway and it was me and my mom and my mom's like, oh, and Holly would freak out. Like, you know, I was a warrior. I was a warrior back then. Right. Crying, like whatever. So she's like, you know, it was close to Christmas time. So there was a jacket in the back of the car. So I pulled out the jacket and I gave her the jacket to get her to stop crying about the flat tire. And Joel's like, that's why you're the way you are. Is that you got true? a jacket? Yeah. Like, that was like, a you got a present to, like, make it Stop better. crying. Right. Stop crying. So all you have to do is cry and you get a present? No. I wish that was the case. <laughs> I'm going to get flat tires all the time. No. I. But, like, I mean, I don't know. I was like, but, so in my head, I was like, is that why I'm the way I am? Well, I think know. about that. Like, here's need, the therapist need, in listen, me. Listen, I'm not Kim Carter. I don't need, like, yeah. a ton of stuff. But, like, on my birthday. I'm not I judging. Would, <laughs> you get no I, judgment in this yeah, room. Exactly. Nice whatever. You but know? maybe you associated getting the jacket with being taken care of. It's and like love the thought. Exactly. Uh-huh. Because there's like comfort. And so you might associate it with that. There's nothing wrong with you that you like gifts. But you probably do have a second one. <laughs> uh huh. Because like mine is quality time. That's a big thing. And then acts of service. Mm-hmm. My husband brings me coffee every morning. Yeah. It's, I do like acts yeah, of service. Yeah. Trapped brings me coffee yeah. every morning. And it's one of my favorite things. I know. It's it like, really is. And so I don't drink coffee, but I drink Celsius. And Joel brings me Celsius. See? Every right? morning. Yeah. Every morning. That's See? like my thing. Yes. Or he'll go get flowers here. And like he's he's really good. But like there's, you know, we have had to work through uh, so much stuff to yep. get to where yep. we're at today. For we sure. have a ton of work to do today. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just, it's never ending. Yep. Like, yep. you know. And you'll probably yep. hit another bump and mm-hmm. you have to navigate For sure. it. There's an ebb and flow in marriages, right? Like probably like... I was thinking about, I think about this a lot because I worry, but like the kids, when they go, if they go to college, you know, God willing, like that's a whole nother thing for couples, right? Because we have older friends or not older friends, they have older kids and now they're empty nesters or one kid has gone and what a difficult transition that has been. I mean, and then I think about it. Okay. Stop (laughs) thinking about it. Your kids aren't even in high school yet. (laughs) They're crying again. (laughs) But you're right. But the, here's the thing is that when 
when couples are strong, they'll they'll just get stronger. Like my boys are at the college age and like it's so exciting because I, I used to cry too and be so sad and I'm so excited because like my husband and I had kids so young and we couldn't afford to go on vacations and like we're now living our can. best life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Mexico every other month. See, Bye. there you go. <laughs> Lots of vacations. She does look happy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the, it, it, it's beautiful because we love each other and mm-hmm. so like we've we we you know fostered and nurtured our relationship to where the kids don't leave or they're not grown up and we're like who are you yeah and I think the older generation a lot of them did that and a lot of them end in divorce because the kids are done and, and they're then like what yeah 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 and they haven't fostered and nurtured it so this is where you have to find the balance of not just being a mother or a wife it's like being friends with your husband and then yes. you know having this other identity oh yeah. my gosh so the other thing that I am obsessed with is taking a walk at night. See? Yes. I I love it. It's like my, one of my favorite things. Like we'll work out together. We have our system and like we go on a run and, but to take a after dinner walk Mm -hmm. at, in, at sundown. Mm -hmm. I love that. Me and my my husband do that too. It's literally my favorite thing. Yeah. I mean, you're together, your yep. food digests, like yeah. you're just like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's you're happy. See, so you're not yeah. just about gifts. Huh? Oh, no, I'm <laughs> not. I'm not. I'm not. That was the wrong, you know. Well, I mean, I do like them. <laughs> you were psychoanalyzing yourself too much. I, but the but a walk, it's just so nice. Yeah. yeah, it's such a nice little pattern. And when we get to do it without like our kids' practice getting in the way mm. or other things, it's just like such a gift. Yep. Yeah. It's that so nice. nice. Yeah. So all right, I so the next question is, uh, um, how to know when your marriage is worth reconciling, and do you think it's ever too late? Oh. I think every marriage is worth reconciling unless there's abuse. Obviously, like there's like lines, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Most people that are in abusive relationships, they can't change if the person's not willing to see their stuff. And so this goes back to like red flags. If they're not willing to maybe, maybe they grew up in an abusive childhood. And so that's all they know is chaos. If they're not willing to kind of do the work and work through that, um, it's probably not going to reconcile, right? And so, but honestly, I think it's like marriage, 55% of marriages end in divorce in in the United States. Um, A lot of even my friends, and I've heard it many times, kind of this common theme that I hear, I could have worked it out with my ex. And I'm like, whoa. Because you pull all that baggage into a new relationship. Yeah. And I don't think- I've heard that too. Yeah. Like I, I keep hearing this common theme because we live in a society where we throw away perfectly good things. Yeah. And so I'm not saying every marriage is like that. Obviously it's case by case, but I do see this pervasive theme of we probably could have worked it out. And Mm -hmm. so I think- you should at least give it a try. Yeah. That's kind of my thing. And COVID was a big, Ugh. like, I mean, people were going down left and right. Yeah. And either and that or getting closer. Or getting closer. Yeah. There was no option. It was either right. they got really close or they were growing apart. And yep. that was it. I'm sure you've experienced that in your practice, right? Yes. Yes. And COVID probably for some couples was trauma. Like you're just stuck together. Yeah. You're stuck together with someone you really don't like. Absolutely. Or, and everything just starts to go. Yep. I, I kind of saw in the beginning, I feel like couples were like, okay, maybe they were like in shock. But a friend of mine, um, a col- colleague, we did a, a training together, like an online thing to help couples while they were in quarantine, just stay connected, ask questions 
questions. We like did this little worksheet because we were so worried yeah. that couples were going to have a hard time. And actually, we saw that couples did really well. Now, once COVID started to like shift, like more and more people sought therapy, I think. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there definitely was a shift. And uh, talking about patterns. So when you identify certain patterns with different couples, then how do you help them break those patterns? Like what, what's the advice? Okay. So first we have to identify like their dance. Mm -hmm. So what, what people don't realize is they want to come into therapy blaming their partner. Like, well, we're here really because them, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Until and, you realize yeah, it's ex- you. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's both. It's both yeah. people they realizing that you each have a role in it. So couples that have the most successful uh, outcomes are the ones that are able to see their role in it. Mm-hmm. So if you can see that you might be the pursuer and you're more critical, then that's going to be leaps and bounds because I'm going to say, Holly, like, what are you really needing? Mm-hmm. What what would it be like for you to ask your partner that versus how come you don't ever do this? And how come, you know yeah. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there's a critical voice and then there's, hey, like, when can we have us time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's two different, one's vulnerable and one's like critical, right? Mm-hmm. And so if, and then the withdrawer. So if the person's withdrawing, it's like, well, if you have this wall up, what would you say to your partner across the wall if you can say anything? This is a question I ask in therapy to a withdrawer and they're like, it's dark or I'm alone. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to get out. And I'm like, that's something. Mm -hmm. Can you tell her that that's what it's like for you? Or can you tell your partner that that you're alone? And that's even just being vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like getting both people to see that you have a role in, in the dance with your partner and you have a role in their equal roles. So if you can have awareness and say, okay, wait, I did it again. I was criticizing. Let me go back. I want to be close with you and it feels like you're too busy for me or I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not yeah. important yeah. or I don't matter. So that's another thing is like messages. What message do you get from your partner? Tell your partner that. The message I get from you is that I don't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure your partner is going to be like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're the most important person to me. Well, I'm not feeling that. Do you see how like one drives yeah. disconnection? Mm-hmm. And so couples that are able to have self-awareness and sort of recognize like what they're doing to contribute, their their dynamic can change. And then a big one I have people say is, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. We're mm-hmm. going into the dance again or yeah. we're doing it. Not you're doing it again, yeah. Brandy, mm-hmm. right? Because <laughs> yeah. that doesn't feel good because then you're going to probably yeah. get defensive. Mm-hmm. But saying things like we, we're doing it again, we're going back. Yeah. Like then you can say it almost has you stop and think like, okay, what just happened? Mm -hmm. What triggered me? Yeah. Like, and then let's go there. So, and you should probably say it exactly the way you say it. Like it's so nice. Yeah. It sounds so nice. It sounds really nice. Versus saying like, oh, you have so much attitude. (laughs) Well, that's something that makes Trav really upset. If I say, what's, what's your problem? Yeah. Like, but your tone, did you hear it? Is accusatory. Did you hear your tone? You're like, like, what's your problem? We have to say it the way Carrie says it. (laughs) What? We're I, doing it again. Yeah. We're doing it again. <laughs> go. They're going to think I feel something like else. They'll be like, I am great, sensing let's do something it again. is wrong with it. Yes. <laughs> we can't use that verbiage. Yeah. We, can't, we can't go near that. They'll be like, the okay, perfect. But it, but it is a big thing because sometimes travel say something to me and I'm like, I get defensive automatically because mm. that's what I do. I get angry or defensive. And I say, I don't like how you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. And really, he's like, I I wasn't really, I wasn't saying anything bad, but to me, I feel like, like he was, like he was being like, 
I don't know, attitude or I don't know. It's And it is a huge thing because he even told me, we were talking about this yesterday. And he was like, I think sometimes you take things that I say the wrong mm-hmm. way because I'm literally not being rude to you. I'm, I'm just like, I feel like you guys say. are talking about your relationship all the time now. Like, we do. I feel we like do. it's like 24 7. We've got not 24 7. That's a lot. That's too much. I just, I'm like, but every time we talk, you're like, okay, we're, this is, I think like, I'm like, it's we, awesome. No, we've gotten really good at being able, and, and we still fight, like, every couple fights. And, mm-hmm. and that was like another big thing with our kids. Like, our kids have seen us fight, our kids have seen us mess up, our kids yep. have seen us apologize to each other. And, you know, and I always try to use those instances with Kennedy and Harper, like we never give up, like mm-hmm. we make mistakes. Marriage isn't perfect. Yep. Your dad's not perfect. I'm not perfect. Because I don't want them to think that like we never have problems yes. and then they grow up and be like, what the hell is right. this? How do I deal with this? So right. I want them to see like real life problems. And so we talk about our relationship a lot. We try not to argue in front of the kids. And honestly, I just tell Trav, I'm like, at this point, I'm just getting too old to argue. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. But you know, and the thing is, is I think our relationship is so much better after everything that we've gone through, especially in the last few years, that was really, really hard. Like I understand him better. I can tell him how I feel. I can listen to him. I mean, my first defense is always to throw my wall back up, mm-hmm. get angry and get defensive. I used to no be like that too. Me. But mm-hmm. like, I'll take a second. Like, even if he's like, you know, he's feisty or says something and I'm like, I don't need to say anything back to you. Like yeah. I, you know, or I'm going to take a minute. That's what the counselor said. I'm allowed to say, I'm allowed to take a minute. I like that too. But it, and it is because I don't want to say things to hurt him. I don't want to hurt him. No. I love him. Like, well, and I so. think it becomes, then your dance becomes habitual. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. the way I react to you and the way you talk to me, it becomes habit. Yep. And then yeah. we've created this unhealthy habit of communication yeah. And then our central nervous system is all out of whack. Yep. Travis, is Travis will tell you, he, he said, Holly said, I need to go lay in the grass. You know what I do say? I always say, Holly says you'll never find somebody else like me. He's like, that's, that's true. I'm sure. like, no, in a good way. <laughs> but I always tell him, like, Holly said you'll never find someone like me. He's like, oh, thanks, Holly. <laughs> but I do think, like, I, I was telling him the other day, like, I feel closer to him than I've ever felt in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, really closer to anybody because he literally knows, like, the good, the bad, the ugly. He knows all of my desires. He knows all of my, like, you know, my disappointments, mm-hmm. my, yeah. So I, I think that's important. And I wish I would have known that when I was younger, but maybe it's something that comes with a lot of therapy and time age and age. So, but I mean, yeah, I, I like him so much more now than mm-hmm. I did when we first got married. And yep. it was the whole thing. Like, you know, everybody wants to be in love and blah, 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 and think they're living a fairy tale. This is life. Oh, yeah. God. It's messy. It ridiculous. It's ugly. It's hard. But I always know that he's standing right next to me. Yes. And he will always, like, be there. And that's a really nice thing to come to is to think about your partner and be like, wow. I think this will work out. Like, I think we're, I think we're in this to stay. And like, it, that's pretty lovely. Yeah. It really is. It's yeah. so sweet. Yeah. 